Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, you guys? We're back. My voice, again, is not... But it's been a long, fun week. We had Stagecoach last week, my birthday this past weekend. Today, actually, is my birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, Janet co-hosting. Hi. And we have the gorgeous and talented Jamie Chung. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. I can't believe how long we've known each other now. Ages. I don't even want to count the years. It's definitely over a decade. Yeah, correct? over a decade, oh, for Lord. sure. So I was just telling Janet how we met and... And it was, for you listeners, on set of Entourage, like, doing background work at the Queen Mary. That is right. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if I can share this story what you on air. Can okay, you? so, yes. well, I remember it was the episode where it was on the Queen Mary. Yes. They're having this huge, like, Victoria's Secret party. Uh-huh. All the models were there. I do remember that, like, one of the models, she didn't want to come out of the, the fitting room, so... Um, or her trailer, so they were auditioning random girls, like background artists. We're, yeah. We were background artists. Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, to audition for their role. And I remember I was like, this is this is the chance. Like, this is my this is my chance to prove myself. And um, they ended up doing it, so it was, it was no big deal. But you can see me in the background yes. of the Victoria's Secret model. So that. Same. That's uh, our claim to fame. Yeah. That is not a place I think I'd want to be, behind the Victoria's Secret models. I'm like, no, don't compare my body to theirs. I mean, it was so much fun because like, we were literally like at Vinny Chase's birthday party yes. on the Queen Mary with the Victoria's Secret models. It was like, my favorite thing about that show was it just was so realistic. Mm-hmm. It was so LA that it's like, I actually felt like he was Vinny Chase in real life not adrian grenier yes but yeah that was such a fun show yeah, i did so many episodes background work for that show 18 hour days oh yeah it was miserable wow. driving back for long like beach after... 200 bucks probably well we got paid the model rate which was like above oh. sag so we got like a little like 300 dollars yeah. a day <laughs> hey back in like 07 that was good. Oh, that's my gate that at home. <laughs> no, that's me. My sister's coming over today. Um, yeah, so, gosh, that was that's how like... We and then do you remember doing that weird photo shoot for a calendar? I was, like, straight out of college. We had just met. I thought this was before, prior to Entourage. Was it? But it was, like, a racetrack somewhere in, like, buttfuck nowhere in, like, <laughs> Inland Empire. And we did a photo shoot for, like, a race car Wait, on a race like car track. at the Irwindale Speedway? Yes. Oh, my God. Then that was before because I oh. used to work there when I was, like, in high school. Mm-hmm. I we got, met there. Yes. So the first thing I ever did background work on was a movie called Biker Boys. Mm-hmm. And that was in, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 2001. Wow. It was, like, my junior or senior year of high school, and I got, like, my first SAG voucher. I was just working at the Speedway, and we see, like, all of these, like, movie trailers, and we're like, oh, we wonder what's going on over there, and we heard Kid Rock was there, and we're like, no way. (laughs) So we just, you know, a 16-year-old just, like, casually, like, walking around set, like, we owned the place, run into Kid Rock, meet him, got a Polaroid with him. What? Yeah, there were no cell phones back then. You failed to mention this when we met Kid Rock again. No, I did. I said I Uh wished I had that uh, That only a Polaroid. And I know I have it in a box somewhere in storage. I can literally picture it. I'm like platinum blonde. But so then this producer, I mean, I I don't even remember his name, but it was like the typical Hollywood producer. Hey, do you want to be in my movie? And I was like, yeah, totally. (laughs) So me and my girlfriends got cast as like background, just like up in the stands, like when they were doing one of the races. Yep. Funny. 
That is so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and then I remember, so I met, and we're still good friends, Dante Bosco, who played Rufio oh, in yeah. Hook. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I met him on that movie and I wanted to like, I didn't want anyone to know that I was still in high school and only 16. So I lied and told everyone I was 18. <laughs> I wasn't, but Scandalous. that was fun. I yeah. know. Those were the days. It was good times. Wow. Pre-cell phones. Yeah. It's like ancient. Anyway, <laughs> so that's how we met. Yes. Um, okay, so I want to go like way back and then we're going to bring it to today. Okay, great. So how did it come about you doing the real world? Well, I um, I went to UC Riverside. I graduated mm-hmm. with a Bachelor um, of Arts in Economics and Business. And I was working – it was my freshman year or my sophomore year. I was uh, – bar backing at this bar in UC, like right near campus called Tremors. I was working there cocktail hours, um, like sister, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) And she's in. I was working, um, at Tremors part time, but then I was also working at a restaurant called Bossa Nova just to, to pay my college tuition. I love Love Bossa Nova. Nova. Yeah. It's not the Bossa Nova that you're thinking of though. It's another one. It was more of a Mexican restaurant. Um, Yes. Only in Riverside. But so anyways, I was working, um, my shift at Tremors and they were doing open casting calls for the real world. And it's always, you know, I grew up watching the real world. So I was like, and they asked me to audition and, 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 and I did. So I participated in this like giant cattle call and, you know, the chances of getting onto a show like that are, are, you know, seven spots. Right. Very few and far between. And seven so, strangers. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was an interesting opportunity, especially at that time in my life. So I just decided to do it. So how old were you when you did the show? I was 19. Wow. Oh, okay. Because Cam, I remember, like, had the fake ID. We all did. Okay. And they were all taken away the first week. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do remember this because I remember being down in San Diego and I was like, do not use a fake ID. They don't work down here. They do not. So they're funny. so strict. I was like, we're all Asian. You're not going to be able to tell. Right. And immediately they're like, this is not you. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. And Cam, who was on, did you watch that real world back in the day? Uh, I saw some of it back in the day. So she's on Southern Charm now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I for, I always forget that she did. Yeah. Real she's world hysterical. First. She I is love funny. her. I love her on Southern Charm. Yeah. Wow. So what was the okay? How real was the real world? I mean, I was just asking Sheena the same question mm-hmm. as we we're walking to the building. What I loved about the real world was that it was it was a social experiment. Mm-hmm. It's taking seven young impressionable kids at a very young age. Um, in a time in their lives where things are changing um, mm-hmm. and they're exploring, you know, their environments and, and you know, discovering things about themselves. And so it's a really impressionable time. But aside from that, they carefully pick out seven people from different like socioeconomic backgrounds, mm-hmm. people with different religious beliefs, and they bring them all together into one house. And of course, there's going to be conflict. Like, mm-hmm. no, there's no story without conflict. Right. And so it was a great social experiment, and I was so proud to be a part of it. But it was absolute madness. You know, we're just kids, and there's booze, and, yeah. you know, we're in, a, we're in a house, on you know, on our own in San Diego, like a mansion. Like, it's just it's do you, madness. Do you keep in touch with anybody from the show? You know what? I do. Through th- Thanks to social media, I, I keep in touch with Robin and Brad, um, Jacques occasionally. He's wow. in Las Vegas. And Cameron, I just recently saw when I was um, doing a campaign there. I saw Cameron in uh, South Carolina. Amazing. So, nice. Yeah, we keep in touch. And I had a lot of questions about motherhood. And, you know, we, we were kind of on the same page the last time I saw each other. And she yeah. recently had a baby. So she's she's helped out a lot. Yeah. I loved watching her become a mom mm-hmm. on the show. Because she talked about for a long time how she was terrified of having kids and didn't think it was for her. And then you see her become this, like, amazing mom. And she, you know, we had such a great conversation. But she was saying it was the best thing ever. And just reassurance that I needed. Yeah. Needed to hear from a woman right. and not from a man. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they put the Vanderpump Rules cast in a house together, lived together, I worked don't think, together? 
It would instantly turn into investigation discovery because someone would get killed. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be James. James would get killed, let's be honest. I do feel like, though, I mean, not now because now everyone's so much older and getting married and probably having kids soon and buying houses and whatnot. But I feel like if a few years ago they would have, like, opened up, you know, the restaurant in Vegas, like they just did, if that happened a few years ago and they put all of us in, like, a house or, like, one of those dope suites at the Palms or something together and we help train the staff and open it. I feel like that was such a missed opportunity of Vanderpump Rules. Totally. It's not too late. I mean, everyone's just so old now. And like in relationships and like it would have been fun when it was like, you know, Jack season three or like like those times. I feel like that would have been a a nice little like, you know, like the Kardashians, they have their spinoffs, just Mm -hmm. like a little side like Vanderpump Rules takes Vegas. I'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I watch your show. But back to your question. It's very (laughs) real. There's nothing scripted about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have some friends or I knew some people on the hills and other MTV reality shows and it's very much scripted. But it was really to see how these these natural conflicts worked out. And I thought Vanderpump was scripted. But Sheena just told me. I wish it was. I really (laughs) wish it was. That's exactly your response. You could did you blame. see the finale last week? I did. I'm all caught up. I'm like always so excited about Mondays no matter where I am. Oh, <laughs> I oh, – that was – You need to bring the Penguin certificate to the Bravo Clubhouse. Oh, yes. <laughs> I need to see the Penguin certificate framed behind Andy. I need to still go meet this Penguin. <laughs> they, I mean – Didn't they reach out to you and say they'd give you a free tour of the Penguin? Well, the... I'm, no, I paid $1,000, so <laughs> it's not a free tour. It was a charitable donation, which I do not regret. And I had tweeted something about it, and I was like – I made, like, the largest donation possible. And someone's like, why do you always have to make things about money? I'm like, no, there's, like, tears on when you go on the Aquarium of the Pacific website. It's like, for $50, you can do this. For 250 you can do this. For 500 for 1000 it was you like can meet the penguin. Yeah, yeah, but it was like the biggest package they offered, and I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, like I'm gonna go all out. Got the most expensive package that was like the like meet and greet with the penguins, like behind the scenes tour. Like you get like all of these like cool things, the admission obviously, and all of that. And um, we just never went. Mm. I'll go. Fuck Adam. Right? Or I'll go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's okay. go meet my penguin. I love. We're it. gonna change her name too. That yeah. was never like a fish. It was just like suggested. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Adam. The penguin's named Janet now. <laughs> <laughs> Janet the penguin. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really do wish I could say that our show was scripted, but well, I mean, it's edited and produced, but it's not scripted. So no, it's, it's like, all real. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, unfortunately. And that night, I drank a lot. Like, I think you see me just like chugging wine mm-hmm. and Tequila, I, think I we snuck in. Absolutely loved, and I know people were saying that you guys need your own spinoff. You and Mama, like Shima, yeah. So their <laughs> their celeb couple name is Shima now. But I loved her like comforting you and giving you advice when you were crying. It was like, like I would love that. Nothing's like a mom's <laughs> advice, but grandma's advice is even it's like better. I know, mm-hmm. and I don't have a grandma anymore. I, so I just loved watching you guys. Everyone yeah. was like, Shima takes Vegas. Like we need like a spin-off <laughs> of just the two of you guys. I loved that. Yeah, like a dating show where like mama has to like yes. you know screen all the dudes. I love that idea. That would be fun. I love that. So idea. is it safe to say that you are no longer dating D- Adam? See here's the thing we technically were never dating. Gotcha. But no, we are no longer seeing each other hanging out really or anything. Yes. Um, It just, it got too complicated. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we were such good friends. But the second we crossed that line, which was kind of inevitable. I mean, we obviously were very attracted to each other. So it was like kind of like a long time coming. But we knew once we did that, things were going to change. Mm -hmm. And they did. But then it was like everything was fine until... I went on that date, but it I was mean, like kind of hot. I so, so hot. hot. He was good, good, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he was a bartender on Watch What Happens Live. No, That's how no, he not met stop him. it. Not a bartender. He was a model. Okay, so we did the. It was like the night of Twenty One Doorbells in L.A. at the Wiltern. Mm-hmm. This big like Watch What Happens Live thing, and literally the second Janet and I walk in, I see this gorgeous guy walk by, and I was like. Hold on, double take. He's I'm like, super yummy. Oh my god, and he's so my type. Sheena's like, eyes popped out of her head. I was like, I here mean, we go. This is gonna be bad. Like if someone asks, like, who's your type? I'm like, I have two types. There's like the Shamar Moore type, and then there's Ethan. Mm-hmm. Adam is not my type. He's just like he's too white, too blonde, mm-hmm. blue eyed. Like he's gorgeous, but mm-hmm. like just that's not my type. So I see this guy who is the epitome of my type, and I'm like, 
Andy Cooks. Oh, my God. Yes. Andy, Andy Cooks. Cooks. Mm-hmm. Andy produces music. Andy, Andy goes down on you. And Yes. That was the best part. <laughs> Most importantly. <laughs> oh, but man. So, so I meet him in L.A. when I was um, – because I was doing my show in Vegas last year. Mm-hmm. I met him when I was just here for, like, one of my 24-hour trips. And we hit it off right away, exchanged numbers. The next week, he was in Vegas with me, came to see my show. We went out. We went to Top Golf. Like, we had so much fun hooked up and then literally the day I moved back to LA he moved to London for the summer so it was like we missed each other by a day and then we kept in touch all summer like via Instagram and texting and whatnot and so when he was coming back in town I was like wait I was like I mean if you'd be down to like because we were going to hang out regardless I'm like if you'd be down to do it on camera like I know they'd love to get me on one last date before the season wraps he was like yeah I'm down let's be real and you were technically a single lady you're I, dating yes, you're dating I'm, multiple people that's yes. totally fine I just think that kind of thing comes also with you know a layer of maturity mm-hmm. you know yeah. to be able to handle the fact that if you're not willing to fully commit then you have to be willing to know that that person is going to date other people it's exactly. just common sense and like i mean i'm now 34 mm-hmm. today so it's like you know I'm you look too- like a baby thank you're you. here wearing no makeup and you look like a baby thanks i just got the best facial <laughs> yeah sonia dakar oh yeah i love her. it was amazing yeah. so i feel very rejuvenated <laughs> right now but um yeah just like with adam it was just it was so frustrating because there was clearly a connection there. Like, we hung out almost every day and, like, mm-hmm. never got sick of each other. I mean, traveled all around the country, went to Iceland together. Like, we've been to so many different cities and states and places together that it was just, like, it worked and it was easy. But he wouldn't commit. And I'm like, look, I'm divorced and all I know is I don't want to end up alone. So I'm going to keep my options open if you're not going to be that person for me. And he knew that. But I think he thought that I just was never going to act on it. But I brought it up for like a month. I'm like, so it really wouldn't bother you if I hooked up with someone else. If I went on a date with someone else, he's like, no. He's like, I mean, like, just like don't have it be like one of my friends because like the two guys I had dated earlier <laughs> that year <laughs> were I, they one worked at Sir, one worked at Pump. I just you know keep it in the fam. <laughs> so um, yeah, he was just like, I mean, like please like don't get back with like one of those dudes because like that would be weird. And I'm like, yeah, that ship sailed. Like he's like, but if it's someone like I don't know, like I don't care, do you? I'm like. All right, so I did. And I mean, had Adam just even responded to that photo? Like, call me vain, whatever. Like, obviously, the guy I'm sleeping with, if I send you a sexy photo, I'm expecting a response. Anything. Not a, I didn't ask for that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, neither did Ethan, and he sure liked it. Now he's coming over next week to cook me dinner and go down on me. So, yeah. But um, enough about that. <laughs> we, we've done the Vanderpump Rules recap last week. Yes. Um, okay, so you, I feel like, are literally the only reality star to become, like, a full-time working legit actress. Like, I can't think of any other reality stars who have... It's hard. You have, what, 52 credits on your IMDb? I mean, it's oh, insane. Wow. Your I resume. <laughs> I mean, half of them are really bad, but, you know. But still, <laughs> I mean, that's... You gotta take the work to work, yeah. so... Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a... You know, it's it's still I still feel like the reality thing is 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 a stigma, a negative stigma. Yeah. Um. But luckily, it's been ages since I've I've done it, so I feel like hopefully it's you know more about the work that I'm presenting them in the moment versus what I've done in the past. Yeah. Um, but it's still a constant uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I would like to challenge that that comment by saying i feel like mike the miz for example is oh yes. killing it in yeah. wrestling and mm-hmm. it's still a form of acting and yep. he's like segued into this like amazing career very mm-hmm. true yeah he used to be my neighbor back in the oh, day really yeah, he's like, just the sweetest up by runyon canyon such a sweetheart <laughs> i feel doesn't, like they all lived up there <laughs> oh yeah everyone lived up there doesn't he have a new show that's out right now he does it's his own reality show with his wife and yeah his, and his cute little mm-hmm. family that's so, so awesome mm-hmm. yeah but it's like very few reality stars do yeah. break out mm-hmm. and have like a legit career after the show so that's that's what I have to figure out. <laughs> what are you on your way? You just went, you know, you did a show in Vegas, which yeah. I thought was super neat. Thanks. That's really cool. It was so much fun. And like, I'm doing this. 
every week. Mm -hmm. I have my degree in broadcast journalism. I do want to like break more into hosting. Mm -hmm. I've always said I want to live in New York once in my life. So no, you're not allowed. I know, Janet. I'm like, I don't know. Next year, she just moved here. No, you can't I'm like, leave. No, yeah, but I wouldn't. You're leave. not leaving. I wouldn't me. leave until next year. Mm, you're still not leaving then. I don't know. <laughs> I just I feel like there's a lot of opportunity out there in the hosting yes. media news world in New York that we'll see. Hey, shenanigans can go on the road. You know this. Ugh, no. You're <laughs> staying here. Sorry. So what was your first big acting role after the real world? Um, I I did uh, – oh, gosh. What was it called? It was called – I think it was As the World Turns. Oh, my God. It so, was a soap opera. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a pretty – a significant arc on that and then I jumped to my own series on ABC Family mm-hmm. um, and I was the lead of that and then I don't know it just kind of snowballed into bigger roles yeah. and, and bigger responsibilities mm-hmm. and and then you know it, there are years where I did just a couple guest star spots and and other years where I worked on stop it's just the nature of the, totally. of the beast mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's just it's always going to ebb and flow yeah it's inevitable but you've worked with like some big like A-list names I mean the hangover grown-ups mm-hmm. so what madison yeah do you know yeah she works at sir she did yes yeah. i know and then she came back recently no she just moved again did she move again she did she moved okay officially. it was like six months ago like she came back to sir and we're like wait you're back like we thought you were gone so now i guess she's gone again <laughs> she's a gem she's yeah. one of my favorites just like all around good person inside and out yeah when she was working i already knew that she worked at sir because i saw her on the show <laughs> oh my god that's funny um but i remember coming in too yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite obsessed. And then recently we checked out Tom Tom. Uh huh. It's delicious drinks. Oh my god, so I haven't good. tried the food, but the there was food's amazing. Literally too. a line, and my friend Allie yeah. had to like get us in by pulling a few strings without uh-huh. waiting in line. Oh, so. Allie Lasky. Yes. Love oh her. no, that was actually Small me world. pulling those. Thank strings, you. So you're welcome. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> she texted me and she was like, "Oh, she's like, can you come and meet Jamie and I?" And I couldn't at the time. It was like I missed you guys by like an hour because I was there later that night. Darn. And I was like, "Go up to the door, guy. Say you're my friend. Do not wait in line." So I guess it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. One question before we move on off of the reality stuff. I'm so intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> so you only work there. You don't need to work there. You only work there. There's no, like, contingency. Like, you have to be, you know, you still have to work at Sir in order to be on the show. No, you, you guys make the show. You guys are the show. Mm-hmm. So do you only work there seasonally? Like, only when you're filming? Now that, like, I mean, financially, we don't have to work there mm-hmm. regularly. It's also just impossible. Like, when we go in, we I just... I know. I mean, people just left and right. Photo, Photos, photo, question, exactly. Question. You can't get anything done. So w- when we're filming, we're there at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. But in the off-season, what we've figured out works better now is for us to just host nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So, like, Tom Sandoval does Tequila Tuesdays. We do our girls' night in, um, like, every third or fourth Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'll go in for dinner two other times and just kind of, like, hang out and more so make an appearance because whether I'm in my dress or not, it doesn't matter. Like, I can't wait tables anymore. Mm-hmm. And when people are asking me for photos or want to have a conversation, I can't be rude to them and be like, well, sorry, I have to go, like, run their food. or th-. So it's just – it became – impossible Mm -hmm. and sir pools tips so it would be one thing if i had my own section i'm making my own money if i'm giving shitty service and i'm making shitty tips that's on me but when i'm busier taking photos and someone else is picking up all the slack and then i'm making the same amount of money as them it's just Mm -hmm. not fair Mm -hmm. and so when i kind of worded it that way i'm like what can we do to where none of us are above sir none of us are too good to work at sir it's just we can't. Yeah. So either we, the cast, do not pull tips or we just don't work here unless we're filming yeah. because it's just – it's impossible. I feel like it's the latter. Yeah. The hosting is better for you guys anyway. That's what people come in – I mean they're coming in Well, you're there to, to like you. hang out. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking with the guests. Mm-hmm. You host a night. Yeah. You get to I get on rounds. the bar. I, I perform say. one of my songs. Pour awesome. some vodka down people's yeah, throats. Yeah. Exactly. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We were supposed to do one a couple weeks ago and everyone's schedules – it's just like everyone's been out of town, traveling, and we just like can't all be – Moving targets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to, like, all be in town the same day. Mm-hmm. And it's a Wednesday thing, so it's, like, it has to be a Wednesday. But um, we're, we're going to bring them back this summer. Yeah. So you'll have to come I'll to be one. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll be on the bar. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Um, okay. I want to know how you and Brian met. Well, um, my, hus- my husband and I, we met 
ages ago. Do you guys remember when Nylon used to throw these parties? It was like the Young Hollywood yes. party. Yes. So I met him with his friend Chris and um, they're both actors and we knew of each other from our, you know, producers because he was on a show called um, October Road. Thank you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I was obsessed with that show. And I remember I met him out one night and I was like, oh my God, it's the guy from October Road. Like I was like totally fangirling. Exactly. So it was um, October Road and I had a different show from, with, you know, with the same producers, uh-huh. Midnight Radio. And um, we just knew of each other. But he was, you know, dating someone else. I was just out of a relationship. It was a very kosher conversation. We uh, went our ways without exchanging numbers, very polite. And then we just – our paths kept crossing. Yeah. So it was very similar to the story. We did this movie called It's Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong and it's about like the stars aligning and missed opportunities and like, you know, just kind of like how fate brings you together. Yeah. Um, but that's very much our our story. That's awesome. Yeah. So had you seen him in anything or did you just meet him just like at the parties? No, I saw him at a couple parties. I heard of him. And then, you know, these producers are like, he was fantastic in Prime. You should watch Prime. And so I watched Prime, which um, also stars Uma Thurman and Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that got me. I was like, this guy. What a hottie. So adorable. (laughs) How long have you guys been married? We have been married four years. Wow, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, everything's a work in progress. Every relationship is. Uh Uh-huh. I was so bummed when October Road got canceled. Yeah. It was like, I think it was, what, two seasons maybe? Yeah. It wasn't long enough. And I don't think we ever found out if he was the dad of the kid or not. He definitely was. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was written that way. Yeah. But then it was like, you never like found out no. fully. Yeah. It's like, it's no. so it's so sad when, when seasons end after, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. after two. Just two. I know. It wasn't long enough. And now here we are going on season eight. Like, I can't it's, believe that. It's incredible. Crazy. It's incredible. I mean, it's a blessing because yeah. – you know, it's so hard to get anything scripted past season two. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the tough one. Even past season one. Yeah. You guys are truly blessed. Blessed. Yeah. And to see and, and breast. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> blessed. But to see the, the, the transformation of you guys, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. When they play season one at Sir, oh my they God. will sh- on like above the bar, they sh- play episodes of the show and they always play season one. I'm always like, Who are these people? I don't yeah. recognize any of you guys. Fascinating. It's so embarrassing. And it's like I mean, if you look at season one, Sheena, and season seven sheena like yeah i get why people think i've had work done i'm like no i've just i've grown up i was yeah. 25 then. you lost I'm, your baby fat yeah your face. yeah i literally still had baby fat mm-hmm. i didn't wear eyelashes i wore way too much black eyeliner i didn't have my veneers then i didn't have any lip filler but i'm like <laughs> I, i've never gone like under the knife mm-hmm. like I just I've never done anything yeah, like that. People always to my think face. you got a nose job. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, but when did I recover from it? Because I'm literally on social media All every day for the yeah. past like five, six years. My face is on Snapchat every day. So mm-hmm. I'm like, when did I recover from this nose job? Was it just like this you've always c- had the same nose? I'm looking at you. Yeah, now. yeah. I still I'm have like, like a ago. little bump yeah. on it from when I broke it when I was a kid, and I never got it fixed, but. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just Google like Sheena before and after nose job <laughs> just to see the comparisons. And I'm like, it's it's literally just a different angle. Yeah. Bad, like bad makeup, better makeup. Yeah. But yeah, it's so funny to see the before and after plastic surgery when I haven't had any. Hmm. But um, yeah. So you recently froze embryos. I did. Now, yeah, I did that have anything to do with what Tyler Henry told you that it would be difficult to have kids? No, you know, you know what's so weird. You know, I did Tyler Henry when I was still shooting season two of The Gifted, and I don't, I don't believe in mediums, but I was open to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things, you know, his 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 producer. Um, who I kind of know through the grapevine, but she explained to me that they're very careful about tarnishing any interaction between um, Tyler and, you know, his uh, the people that he's reading. So yeah. they're they're very responsible in a way where they don't they don't tell him who he's going to meet. You know, they bring him in a van. Like it's all very well controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because it's a variable that can easily go awry. Mm-hmm. So. They make sure to, that he doesn't know who he's interviewing. Um, and I was quite skeptical. And, you know, I feel like – I don't know what I'm putting out there, but it's just the constant stress of like, when are we going to have kids? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, it's this it's this constant like inner dialogue that's that's happening and all of my friends are getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a, it's a struggle that I've been dealing with and it's the – it's one of the first things he mentions. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and in terms of no, I was I was doing my research about freezing my eggs and going through the process um, a couple years ago. It's a conversation that my husband and I had, but we didn't act on it. Mm-hmm. We just did the research. But after that, I didn't even put two and two together. I just other people put that together. But yeah. I was like, oh, you're gonna have a hard time getting pregnant. I was like, there's no way. Well, I don't know. Maybe I've never been pregnant, so I have no idea. Right. Um, you know, but I I went through the process and it was fairly painless considering it's only a two-week process. Yeah. And at the end of it, hopefully you have some really healthy, viable eggs mm-hmm. on ice. And that's what we decided to do. And I'm really glad I did because I thought I had a healthy amount. Um, yeah, went, you got way more than I got. Well, see, this is the conversation we were having. So we both go to Dr. Kadir. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at the Southern California Reproductive Center. He's one of the best doctors out there. Yeah. They have amazing. the state-of-the-art facility they have you know their the the freezers and like all this great technology that takes um pictures of the growth of the eggs and and embryos and so nothing has to be taken out of the freezer and put back in the freezer which is really you know which which damages the egg essentially Mm -hmm. so you know he told me that i we have about seven healthy frozen eggs but I talked to another girlfriend of mine who is around the same age, and they pulled out 50. 50? 50. And they made embryos. 50 healthy embryos. Wow. That is insane. And she's she's in her mid-30s. In one try? Yes. That's crazy. I mean, the surgery, you know, there's – you have to shoot yourself up. That's terrifying. You get over that. There's one medication called Menopure, which really stings. Yeah, it burns. But you know what? It's it's 30 seconds of pain mm-hmm. that, that, you know, dissipates. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the actual retrieval, I had 27 follicles. What I didn't know, you know, the process itself they put you under, like light anesthesia. You wake up. You're like, you're done. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. But the healing process, depending on how many follicles you pulled out, really determines how long your recovery is going to be. Hmm. I, for example, had 27 follicles, only 17 viable eggs. And then, you know, that number starts to dwindle down right. after right. they do all the testing and whatnot. So, you know, they what you don't know is that your, your ovary has to be punctured. Like they take a needle vaginally. They puncture through your ovary to get your, to your uterus is where your follicles are because mm-hmm. they've prevented – they've given you growth hormones and prevented you um, – from dropping any of your eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's essentially what they're doing. They just want to grow the eggs as much, all the eggs and follicles as much as possible. So they take a needle, they puncture through both your ovaries to get to your uterus to pull out one egg. They have to repeat this process for oh, every follicle you have. I didn't realize So if you that. have 27 follicles, they have to puncture your, you know, your ovaries and uterus multiple times. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> I love that we have a dog in here today. I know, right? Yeah, so maybe that's why my recovery was easier because I only had 14 follicles and then we got 12 eggs, but then only nine were good. That's great. Yeah, but only nine, not fertilized, just eggs, not embryos. So gotcha. I won't even know what one Until after the until, process. Until, you know, mm-hmm. I, I might not fertilize them for five years. So mm-hmm. I don't know that any of those nine once fertilized are going to be good genetically tested, like a yeah. perfect embryo. That number certainly dwindles down. You know, they want to, they don't want to get your hopes up by saying, mm-hmm. you have 27. Like, you don't know right. until you go through the process. So how many, after the 17, how many embryos do you have? Seven. Okay, so, see, so from 17 to seven. And I only have yeah, nine. Yeah, that's quite the drop. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're not fertilizing them yet, I'm actually going to do a second round okay. this summer. Great. Because for me, it was so easy. It was painless. And I just felt like one in nine chance isn't good enough. And like I would rather hopefully get nine more and have like a one in 18 chance. Yeah. Because, I mean, also, like, I don't want just one kid, but who knows? I don't know what age I'm going to be, when I'm going to have kids, if I'm even going to have them. This is, like, a strict backup plan for yeah. single divorcee Sheena. It's a great – I mean, it's a great plan B even for someone who is married. Yeah. You know, because I don't know when I'm going to have the first child. I feel like it's going to be fairly soon. But if all things go well, if things go well like, who would have thunk that I wanted to? Mm-hmm. And now we have this backup plan. But by yeah. then, I'll be in my late 30s. And, you know, it's extremely hard to conceive. So right. it, these are all, like – really smart backup plans that you have in place. And I don't feel like – I feel like a lot of women don't 
talk about it and mm-hmm. they don't think about it. Yeah, not at all. Like yeah. when I was going through this, there were so many people who were like, I didn't even know freezing only eggs was an option. Like everyone thinks that it's only embryos. And I'm like, well, no, and I don't have a dude to fertilize these right now. like, who's the now. father? <laughs> yeah, no. So um, it was something that I wanted to do a few years ago when I was still married. Mm-hmm. I was going to freeze embryos. Like, thank God we didn't. <laughs> I mean, there's some hefty legal paperwork you have oh, to fill out. Yeah. If you divorce, who gets the eggs? Well, who gets the embryos? Sophia Vergara mm-hmm. had a huge legal yes. battle with her ex over their embryos because yeah. he still wanted to – he wanted to make a child – after they were divorced with their frozen embryos. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Can you imagine? Can't yeah. do it. He wasn't no. able, he didn't succeed. I, I think the, yeah, I think they said no. I think they he tried to fight and say that they were legally his yeah. and they were like not if she doesn't want no. the child. Yeah. But I mean, what if what happens if the mother passes away right. and, you know the father's left with all these embryos yeah. i mean you you really it's it's a lot of paperwork yeah i know i just with mine i just said if anything god forbid were to happen to me my mom or sister can make the decision mm-hmm. because, and i get one yeah janet janet's <laughs> calling an egg <laughs> I, I dibs an egg I, yes. I was there for a lot of the process yeah you were so much more brave i went to one of her i went to acupuncture and a few like of those appointments but i went to one where she actually was getting shots and like great i'm here for moral support and she's like fine like not flinching at all and I'm watching the needles and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna faint I was like I'm going to faint yeah and I literally I was like stole the thunder I was like I like I know you're being brave and great right now I, was I like, need you to hold my hand I was like I need water and I'm gonna faint <laughs> I was like I need moral support here it's just like the needles like nothing bothered me like the worst thing was the burn after the menopure yeah. but I had so many women reaching out to me I never check my like 99 plus requests on Instagram but during this process I started to because there were so many women who reached out with like tips for me or questions and whatnot Mm -hmm. and this one woman she sent me a link to amazon it's just like these little ice packs she goes this she goes immediately after the menopure put it on it'll take the burn away and it was just like those little things were so helpful that then i was like putting that out there on instagram and telling women like okay you know after this like do this Mm -hmm. and i i saw i think you were doing the shots wrong right were you not switching sides well listen (laughs) i went to the i went to the crash course and i thought it was literally you can only go under your belly button. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very specific as to where the injections had to go. So yeah, I we kept yeah we we messed up <laughs> the same spot. Yeah, you can totally move things around. Yeah, throughout your entire belly. So that is something I did not know. <laughs> I also went in every day. I had to do the um, Lupron at home in the morning and at night on my own. But then I was fortunate enough that my schedule was open for those like eleven days. I went in every morning at eleven a.m. and they did the shots for me because I'm like I was fine giving them to myself, but the mixing of it terrified me. I'm like, what if it's not enough, or what if I squirt it out, and then what if like I, I was. It's straight up chemistry, yeah. Literally. And you know those mixing needles are so thick because it requires so so much liquid. And um, one of the nurses was telling me that they had a patient that didn't know you're supposed to switch out the needles (gasps) and injected herself. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. With this thick ass needle. We're talking like bigger than a sewing needle. Yeah, like four inches long. I'm going to faint again, guys. Oh my god. No, when I saw those at first, when I opened them, I was like... Oh my God, oh my God, I'm definitely going to the doctor and having them do these ones. And then they're like, no, you switch the needle. I'm like, thank God. Because I'm like, how far in does this have to go? It's like, terrifying. So scary. It's going like, to puncture your uterus. Like, it's no. terrifying. Yeah. And chemistry Ooh. was not my strong suit in high school. It was like the only class I didn't get an A in. So I was like, I'm not trying to be a chemist and mixing this. I'm yeah. like, if I have the opportunity to come in every day, like, if I had to travel or something and I couldn't, I was trained to do it on my own. Yeah. But it was so nice to just be able to go in and lay there and have them do it for me oh it's the best if you're if you're conveniently located i yeah. had a nurse come to the house once for like the trigger shots because yeah, they I had that scared trouble. me to death they're like don't do it wrong if you do it wrong yeah it's all fucked no. like, oh my god just send a nurse yeah <laughs> nurse came over she did it i was like oh we could have done that and it, it cost us three hundred dollars to have a nurse I, come yep. so it for like I, three I, minutes yeah i would god. not recommend that yeah but when it's that super important trigger shot I was like you know what it's worth it because I want to make sure this is done right otherwise the weeks of leading up to this are just a waste yeah and for me I've been on birth control for like 20 years Mm -hmm. so my AMH levels were 0.28 like basically non-existent especially for my age did you wait two months before you took the blood test um, Two months after being off the pill completely? I had to keep redoing it. Oh. So I stopped taking birth control in like 
November, mm-hmm. but then I couldn't even start doing the shots until like mid January. Wow. Okay. Because I had to get my levels right. And then finally, when like my AMH was here, my estrogen was too high. And then it was just like. And then you had to take the pills to lower your estrogen. Yes. It's a, it's a fine balance, but you know, thank God for science. Yeah, it's, totally. It's things that can be figured out. Yeah. So I'm still on prenatals every day, ubiquinol. DHM, DHEA, I'm still taking those every day just because I'm hoping that when I go through the second round, you'll have it's more. Not, like, I'll be better at the levels because, like, I'm currently again on birth control because I'm just, yeah. I'm single and it's smart. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so, um, but they told me they're like, just stay on all the medication because I'm hoping that this next time it's not going to be, I mean, it was. 50 days. I'm a stoner. I smoke weed almost every mm-hmm. night, but it was 50 days. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't drink hard liquor. Like, And for my lifestyle and traveling and reality difficult. TV, I mean, yeah, it wasn't easy, but knowing that I was able to do that, I, like, I didn't have withdrawals. I wasn't craving it. I'm like, okay, I'm not addicted. It was just a habit that mm-hmm. every day I'm like, oh, I have anxiety, so I'm going to smoke weed. Oh, I can't sleep. I'm going to smoke weed. But then when that was taken from me and I couldn't use that as a crutch anymore, I'm like, wait, I actually don't need it. No, so you don't. It was such an amazing experience for, I mean, obviously it getting eggs. But yeah, but it was just knowing that like I'm totally okay without mm-hmm. any alternate substance yeah. in my body. I think you needed the acupuncture, though. I don't know if no, you would have that, survived those 50 days without the acupuncture. That was amazing. Did you do that, too? I didn't. I didn't have enough time to do it, but it really helps with the taking away the pressure because, you know, you're growing your the, the follicles mm-hmm. that are sitting in, in your uterus to an abnormal size. Like, usually you drop one egg, but mm-hmm. you're fertilizing all of them to abstract them. So yeah. it's 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 quite unnatural, and it's just, yeah. such a weird feeling. But I hear acupuncture definitely helps. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually going to start going for my hand because I have, like, early-stage carpal tunnel right now. Yeah, I think it, or it's called texting thumb, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's Shocking bad. that she I'm now has surprised. this. Yeah. yeah. I know. So now I'm like, oh my, it's just, it's difficult. But I'm like, maybe I should do acupuncture on it because that might it, help. I think, it, I think it will. Yeah. Um, and just to clarify what AMH levels, it, it, it tells you how fertile you are. It's yeah. a blood test. And essentially, like, the, the the sweet spot that you want your AMH level is anywhere from, like, 1.5 to 3. Mm-hmm. That is what I believe. So yeah. that's the sweet spot. Anything more than that just means you're producing a ton of follicles. and But for some reason, it's not – you're not – you can't do anything with those eggs. I had a mm. friend who had, like, an AMH level of, like, 7 or 10, something astronomical. Wow. But she wasn't able – to get pregnant. So uh-huh. there's it's it's yeah, there's it's a like sweet a, spot yeah. that you need to stay. Yeah, I always felt like there was just always something in the back of my mind since I was little that I would have trouble having kids and then finding out that my AMH levels were so low, I was like, I just I knew it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know I'm making the right decision by doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again, which was highly recommended by Dr. Gadir yeah. because we only got 9. But it was crazy because I also did Hollywood Medium. It was a yeah. couple episodes before yours aired. And Did he say the same thing? One of the things he told me was he sees me as a mother in the future, but ba- from an unconventional way. Oh. And I was like, do you mean like adoption or like in vitro? And he was like, yeah, like an in vitro, like something like that. And I'm like, that's crazy because for two years I've been thinking about freezing my eggs and I haven't done it. He's like, you need to do that. So that is a total empath. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. He knows. We filmed that in September and then in November I was just like, for freezing those two months it was on my mind. I'm like, I need to do it. Tyler Henry told me to do it. And so I did and now I'm going to do it again. Man, I feel like Tyler and uh, Dr. Gadir should should link up right? going to business together that for me and i totally like believe in mediums i've mm-hmm. had several readings in the past so it was such an insane experience mm-hmm. for me like not only did my grandma come through all three of my uncles my great aunt like it was just one person after another wow. it was like a full family reunion mm-hmm. it was insane and the things he told me no one could know they're not googleable there were things that i didn't even know about my family that after my mom validated and i was wow. like this is insane so after you did it were you less skeptical and like more open to this i mean certainly open i just wish there was you know i've, I've had a couple people um close to me pass away i just didn't feel it was my place to to bring them onto the show mm-hmm. um but there was really no one that recently passed family members that i that i wanted to reach out to that i was very close to so i felt like i really missed out on on that opportunity, but I felt like there's a lot of things he he nailed right on the head. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I really do think that he has 
the touch. He he's got something really special, and totally. he, he has a book out. And I'm just reading a couple of chapters from his book, I was like, wow, he's had this. He's had this talent for for a while since he was. It's a kid. crazy. Yeah. It's fascinating. He's, it he's, really is fascinating. Yeah, he's still so young too. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's twenty two. In his twenties. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Bastard. We're trying to schedule <laughs> to get him in here. Oh, that'd and be our great. schedules just haven't been matching up. But it, I mean, it'll happen. I just that I know would it be will. so fun. Yeah, but I'm like, wait. So who else is going to be on the podcast with us? Is yeah. Grandma going to be here? Like. <laughs> But I just I'm I'm so intrigued to see how when we do a podcast together how that goes because it's like I'll be interviewing him but people are going to be trying to come through to like tell exactly. me stuff so that'll be really that'll be interesting. a great one I'll, I'll for sure tune in I for almost that. kind yeah. of feel bad for him that he has this like gift can you I mean it just seems like it, your head would be crowded all the yeah. time you'd have like I think you have to train yourself like how to turn to, it off yeah. Yeah. yeah I wonder if he can I think he can turn it off. I think okay. now like I mean he's had this since he was a kid so yeah. I feel like. Like now he knows the way to like work with quiet it. his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Like meditation and things yeah. like that. Like I'm sure he has the right tools to quiet the voices when he needs them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if when he's in crowds or like out in public and there's a lot of people around, if then all of these like like you know, on what women want. Yeah, it's like all the voices. Yes, <laughs> it's like, I wonder if it, that's what it's. It like. probably started out that way, and he had to figure out a way to like filter yeah. through and like to just like focus on you know, hone in on one voice right. or spirit or whatever. Yeah. But it was crazy on her episode. Like, he said something about, and he doesn't know who he's reading before, but she's on a Marvel show, The Gifted yeah. on Fox. He's and like, you're going to do something Marvel. Yeah, and like, she was oh. like, whoa. And then talked about her and her husband working on a project together, and she's like, wait, we actually are. Like, yeah. it was just so wow. many little things that it's like, I mean... I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously I know you're on The Gifted, but he didn't know he was reading her. And then he's, like, seen and didn't, like, know about... It's quite the coinkending. Yeah. 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 It was crazy, but it was such a great experience, and I was so happy to see you on it, too. Yeah. But your reading was different because you just asked about your personal life. Yeah. I didn't really have anyone that, you know, I wanted to reach out to, so... Yeah, but are you glad you did it? I did. I'm glad. You know, I'm open to... I'm I'm open to trying anything once. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, okay. Um, I want to talk about your blog. Yes. Yes. What the Chung? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long have you been doing that? Um, it was established in 2013, mm-hmm. 2014. Okay. Um, and it just kind of came about when I was in between, you know, acting jobs and I just needed a creative outlet. And so I just decided to to start this blog and it really started off as like – more lifestyle-y, more like a picture diary of like the places that I've traveled to, places that I like to eat or shop. Um, but now it's 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 certainly more hyper-focused on fashion and beauty and travel. And you have a new shoe line. Yeah, I do. 42 Gold with mm-hmm. Chinese Laundry. Yes. We were both at the yes. event for that. Yes. I have the tan booties and I'm obsessed the with Kensington's. them. The Thank yes, you. They're so cute. Yeah. I love the shoes you have on right now too. Thank These like you. snakeskin Wait, booties. let me see. Yeah, they're the mules. They're the overcome mules. Ooh, those are cute. Really Thank cute. Thank you. I get, my mom would love those yeah. too. But we just, um, we had a design meeting this morning. So I, you know, it's, I, I signed on for 42 Gold to help launch the line and now I'm getting more involved with um, with the design so we're going to be doing a capsule collection awesome. is that something that you had always wanted to do like a line of some sort of product you know I've always been quite hesitant to do my own line I just didn't feel like I was ready but I've always had a shoe obsession yeah like always had a shoe obsession but there's this great designer Sheena coincidentally no way and <laughs> she's an amazing designer and she's kind of been like holding my hand through this whole process and like has been really supportive yeah um, they have a great team there production team Ashley Elizabeth and you know it's 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 I feel comfortable there and I really feel like you know some of the ideas that I'm throwing on the wall are sticking so Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see we'll see what happens and it's it's a little less pressure too when you're doing like a collaborative thing with a company that is established exactly you have your own line within that yeah it's not life and death it's not like gonna make it or break it exactly Exactly. it's just something fun that I'm enjoying and you know it kind of fits into the schedule so yeah so do you have some new styles that are gonna be coming out soon is it like seasonal yes there's some new styles that we have coming out for the fall Mm -hmm. but um, we're collaborating on a capsule collection 
for fall, winter, and holiday. Fun. Yeah. And are you just going to stick to shoes or are you going to do like accessories or clothes as well? Just shoes. Yeah. I, I definitely don't want to overreach and, totally. and, you know, spread myself out too thin. Yeah. Um, see how this goes. But it, it, it requires a lot of planning and, and a lot of energy and I feel like that's all I have yeah. available because I go to Vancouver to shoot um, a movie. It just came back from Dubai. Like it's it's it requires a lot of traveling and I feel like I, you know, and I want to start a family. So. Yeah. Where's your favorite place you've traveled? Because you've been all over the world. Yeah. I mean, I just came back from Tokyo. I mean, I love That's Asia. Off top of my bucket list. It's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, I'm, I'm. My family's from Korea. I love Seoul. My soul is in Seoul. Um, <laughs> but I just came back from Japan, and I was blown away. There's just these. You know, Kyoto is one of my favorite cities in in Japan. You have to go there. There is a cute little city um, called Nara. Nada, which is like an hour um, from Kyoto, and that's where all the deer are. Oh. You know, they're just like roam, you know, roaming around, and and you know, they're kind of like the prized animal from that region because of a Shinto god that was believed to ride into town on a deer. So they're kind of sacred there. Um, it's just fascinating, yeah. you know. And it's no longer, um, you know, like the movie where no one speaks English. Like I feel like. There's a, a lot of apps where it can teach you Japanese phrases mm-hmm. like on the spot. So mm-hmm. in terms of communicating, it's not that difficult. But it's just it, – it's kind of amazing, like the world that you're like zapped into. Yeah. It's great. That Yeah, literally. That's like next on my bucket list. Me too. Jamaica is also up there for me. <laughs> I've always wanted to go ever since I saw Katherine Heigl and uh, My Father the Hero. Yeah. And it just came on recently. Like last week I was watching that movie and I was like, wait, Tokyo was my next one on my bucket list. But I was like, but Jamaica was there before. So those definitely. You can hit that year. up pretty quickly. I want to mm-hmm. do both. And I want to go back. We were just in Australia and New Zealand. Wonderful. So Yeah. Fun. But it, it felt like we were there. I mean, we were there like eight. Ten, I mean, 10 days with travel. 10 days with travel for work or pleasure both it was okay. one day of work and seven days of fun that's amazing yeah but Did you guys I'm, check out melbourne no so that's, that's what i have family who lives there so that's why i want to go back and go to melbourne the gold coast and then go to the south island of new zealand because we only went to auckland oh my gosh yeah amazing yeah but it was, was amazing fun. we've had a lot of trips this year yeah i'm so excited to have nothing on my calendar for a little while i know yeah all right well, anything else you want to add that I maybe didn't ask no. that you want to drop? No, that's it. I thought, you know, we, I feel like we covered all the bases. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Tell we everyone where personal. they can find you. Yes. So um, I, where do I start? Uh, my blog is is whatthechung.com. Um, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at, uh, at Jamie J. Chung. And um, you can catch our second season of The Gifted on foxtv.com or the awesome. app and yeah amazing well congrats to all of thank your success you. i look forward to seeing your little babies soon. thank you <laughs> yeah well, I'm pushing it for a little bit well, you know it'll, it'll i'm sure it'll be before me yeah yes <laughs> thanks for being here thank you so much you guys all right bye thank you thanks for listening to shenanigans Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. Uh, With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Can't get enough of The Amazing Race? Then check out Now What with Jessica Graff on Podcast One. How sweet is that? Get all the details about this season as the former winner calls up players that get eliminated each week for some juicy mini-interviews. We accomplished more on Amazing Race than we did on Big Brother. (laughs) We were far more successful, so our crossover worked in our advantage. (laughs) Download new episodes of Now What with Jessica Graff every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.